Mr. Pop. Now, I don't care about people's reputations or whatever, otherwise I wouldn't be speaking to you two. <laughs> this is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello everyone, welcome to Rock and Roll. Little sprinkle of sport, little sprinkle of music, little sprinkle of bullshit, and that's pretty much uh, sums up what this program's all about. I'm Kevin Hillier, with me is Brian Mannix. Hello Kevin, and uh, hello Mark, and hello to our beautiful listeners. Hello Mr Fine, how are you? I'm not answering to that name. This episode I will answer to only Mr Dobbelina or Mr Bob Dobbelina. Right. Oh. And that will become, the reason for that will become plainly obvious shortly enough. The chart of 1992 we've gone to, the ARIA chart of 1992. Geez, the 90s. Why is the 90s so... Um, Shithouse. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, there's some, there's some good songs on that chart. There's some, there's some songs where, I'll tell you what, they don't make drugs like that anymore, and they never made <laughs> drugs like that before then. It must have been a week of just experimental drugs at the music industry. <laughs> Jeez, there's a lot of mindless disco stuff in it, isn't there? Yes. And, and, and yeah, as, as, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, as Mr. Bob Dobbelina, which I am this episode, I can tell you mm-hmm. that that music chart is right up there with its magnificent. Bob Dobbelina, I am. Well, you can be yeah. Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina. Um, yep, that's who I is. Well, yeah, you can. Uh, now, who was the mob who did that? What were they called? Because they've all got, all got these weird names as well, two was, unlimited. They were called a bunch of pricks. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's all these sort of sounds, unlimited, posse, yep. two unlimited. It sounds like Donnie Sutherland had taken a franchise out on stupidity in that <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Radio Freedom and, uh, you know. Or, <laughs> or, or, for any fans of Radio Freedom, listen to the second half of the episode because <laughs> let me tell let me tell you, I am putting a bounty on Les Gog's head. I think he produced Radio Freedom. I um, didn't. Yes, and you know what? It's actually that should be a minimum fifteen years in prison. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I didn't know he did that. I watched the yep. clip. I watched the clip today. It's a bloody awful song. Oh, you know, I mean, gee, Bainey Moroney would be. No, I'm just elected. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's uh, if he did that, that's unforgivable. That's that's not. And I'll tell you, just uh, on hush. I don't know if you've noticed, Brian, Brian. Is Keith Lamb a friend of yours on Facebook? Um, I'm not sure. Um, he's a friend of mine in person. Yeah, well, um, on Facebook, <laughs> he's, um, yeah, there's, is there a difference? <laughs> See, that's so funny. Is that what we come to? You know? <laughs> Is he a friend on Facebook? Because it doesn't matter that you're great mate. Because if he's not on Facebook, it doesn't count, Ron. Uh, no, that's well, right. well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to. I've got five thousand friends on Facebook, so oh, it's hard for me to keep track of right. everybody. Right? Could you just name but them for I, us now? Can we just go through them now, please? I'll tell you a few names Alpha, um, alphabetically, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Leanne Edwards. Um, actually, <laughs> remember last week's show, at the end of the show, no. I said that 
No, I told you that I was going to find true love during the week. Oh, God, yes, yes. Because I was on eHarmony, mm-hmm. and if after 14 minutes you find true love. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't turn out too well, actually. Oh, okay. Well, and you're I think kidding. It, in my case, in my, well, no, I'm not kidding, Mark. I am not. In my case, not only did I not find love mm. in the first 14 minutes, after 14 minutes, it took me 37 minutes to load up my dick pic and then <laughs> after the dick pic got up, oh. they contacted me and they shut down my account. They suggested I try something called Grinder, <laughs> um, and so there's been no true love found oh. during the week. So oh, well. I'll let have to try again. Well, I tell you, I've got 20 songs in this chart that we could play as a form of punishment for, for that. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. Yeah. I know it makes a good story, but I'm going to tell you this. Now, I don't know how this is all developed, but just, you know, my wife never listened to footyology, never listened to me on radio. She listens to this podcast privately. Anyhow. Mm. He sympathise sympathises not politically necessarily because she doesn't have a political brain. Well, you know, a political any she won't listen now after I said that. But um, <laughs> she really likes you know she's always been I think she was a fan of the X Men or whatever. Anyhow, Good. very I'm much sympathises with your current plight with the uh, X and says, look, if he's not doesn't have a gig because we, we're having a bit of a function on New Year's Eve. If he doesn't have yeah. a gig, invite him to the function. And it's a party. I said, how about Kevin? She said, Kevin who? I said, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> I said Kevin, who are you? I said, yes, yes, of course, of course. Kevin, um, Kevin, don't think of who is he? I said, no, no, it's only Brian. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so you got a gig on, and, you know, we were on the Yerry, we've got all the fireworks and whatever. But, but I think she's got, you know, she's got some quite nice, Single friends or whatever. All of a sudden, Mannix's ears prick up. Now, you no, know what no, I reckon? Stop single friends. Unfortunately, they're, they're blokes who've left their wives, and Natalie's a friend of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, oh. that's not true. No, that's no, not true. No. She's actually asked me, she asked me this week if I've got anybody for a, a very attractive now single woman. Um, I said, Did you get the house? Did the woman get the house? Got the house, and she's got. She sounds like she's my. You know, you know what, Brian? You got no problems there. Yeah, yeah they, they're both well. Yeah, yeah, that's actually they're a good question. And tick, tick, tick. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, job you, too? you might not be able to get up at ten thirty in the morning anymore, but um, and you'll probably need to know the way down to Portsea, those sort of people. But I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> not not for me. I <laughs> tend to um, So anyhow, you know, and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you come and you and I are both be demoted out to the backyard, standing around the barbecue, drinking beers with the other gormless husbands while, they, <laughs> while, while the wives tear us asunder in the kitchen. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yes. should I send her a dick pic, oh, you think? Oh. It's, it's, it's funny, you know. But, but you know the thing about these, and it's obviously a term, these dick pics, right? I mean, I've never done it. I've never done it. But wouldn't the whole thing be upside down from where you're photographing it a bit? I don't know. 
Gilbert used to have the right idea. He used, he used to put a pair of glasses on and call it the Nutty Professor. <laughs> yeah. And then you stick stick a cigarette between your slides. Oh, yeah, he did it all. It looks oh, like it's smoking. It's great. Oh, he did it all. He did it all. He used to tell people that he wasn't smart, but the Nutty Professor had a degree. He used to put, you know, the glasses on it and the mustache. It was very smart, the Nutty Professor. <laughs> hey, you know what we've discovered out of this, though, Fanny? Uh, yeah. Mannix is, uh, is across all this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good. I'm yeah, crossing right. Don't worry about that. I'm furious. When Gilbert used to produce the Nutty Professor, I always used to say a line and he hated it because he'd produce it. And I'd say, he could, oh, he's not Jewish. He's got a small nose. <laughs> 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 uh, goodness me. All right, so what did you – Nutty love. Now, now, you and I had a, a conversation about this, um, not oh, – I don't think in a broadcast sense, just a conversation – you're that not. one when you told me about how babies were made. No, oh, God, that shocked the <laughs> shit out of you me. Shut up. <laughs> so, but finally, what? What? Because um, I know Brian thinks it's no one's business, but the people involved, and I, I have a tendency to agree. Um, where, yeah. where do you sit on this Tim Payne thing? All right. First of all, I've got to uh, put my allegiances on the table. You know, I'm a great friend of Robert Shaw. He's Robert's nephew. And, oh, you know, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Always portrayed as a wonderful family, which they are. So the, the pain, and I do, I didn't even mean to say that. I'm not being silly here. The pain is for the family, you know, the wife. They're just being regurgitated. But I'll say this. Let's not forget Tim Payne's appointment was on the back of the Steve Smith with the ball tampering, etc. Mm-hmm. Australia needed a clean start. Tim Payne was not in the frame. He wasn't even keeping for Tasmania. He's, he'd only one first-class sanctuary to his name, he basically was selected because of the cut of his jib, because of the sort of bloke he was. Now, I've seen a photo of his happened. jib. Yeah. <laughs> something happened. Something happened with texting and texting, and it seems to me, I've got a rule on these things. You know you know the pub test for a conversation? Yeah. I've got the, I've got the sexting dick pic test, and that is at Christmas when your family's sitting around the table would you send it to your mum before she cuts into the turkey? And if you if you wouldn't, then don't send it to anybody else. So my mum, my mum loved my dick pics. <laughs> well, I'm saying you can then, absolutely you can. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, but some mums would say that's hilarious. But others, like my mother, I didn't get the same reaction. I didn't get the same reaction from other mothers, but um, my mother yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, you send it to the group. Yeah, the group sends. Especially when she can see the lady pleasers. Oh, shut up, Brian. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> right, Brian. Back to, yeah, back to um, your point. When, oh, when, when, if you do come to the party, you might want to get the address wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, so seriously. No, I'm with all you. Right. I'm with all you. right. But for all of that, he's done the job really well over the last four years. So I, I don't say hang him, but you know what I do say? He's probably yeah. passed his years by date as a player and a captain anyhow. That's probably and I true. Am so excited. I, am, I am so excited at the prospect of a fast bowler being captain and taking over for the Ashes series. I'm not that excited by cricket normally, but I will be absolutely tuning. Oh, do you know how interesting that is? You know how it is, Kevin. Yep. Very few fast bowlers captain and less captain well. R.E. Bob Willis. I yeah. can't wait to see it. 
Yeah, no, that will be good. I um, Can I ask, does anyone know who the journo is who broke this story? Because all I keep reading is the Herald's on investigation, the Herald's on investigation. But there hasn't actually been a journo who's put his name to doing this story and putting it out there as the person who, who bought it back from basically the yeah. dead. Yeah, isn't it? that's a great observation because if the public were saying what a brilliant piece of journalism – this bloke's name would be absolutely plastered everywhere, but I think he's caught the winds, the ill winds that blow if he if he's outed because he's not popular or she's not popular for doing it. So yep. it's like they stuck their head over the parapet and saw the bloody rotten tomatoes coming in and have gone into hiding. Because it's a, I, I did I read a story that Sam Landsberger had written and and Sam actually put in it. The Herald Sun investigation, he kept – it wasn't like our investigation, it wasn't my investigation. It was clearly every time he mentioned it, it was the Herald Sun investigation. I noticed – I think even Stephen Drill might have been the other journo that I saw that had written it. I like Stephen. Yeah, me too. And it was all about the other um, – you know, the, the Herald Sun investigation. So no one's no one's taken claim to it, which is a most unusual set of circumstances with a story yeah. that carries this much weight. Yeah, I agree. I think – I think it's just shows you how bad our news has got in that this is just gossip. It doesn't affect his ability to play or captain. I think you're right, Finey, in that he's about done his use by date. But, um, you know, what, do you reckon he's going to be out there on the field sort of going, should I put a second slip in or should I send a photo of my dick to somebody? <laughs> it's, you know, you know, you know the great, right matters. it doesn't matter. You know the you know? great pity. In woke twenty twenty one, he's got a beautiful dick, and you should have a look at it. You know, <laughs> if I had a dick as looked as beautiful as that, I'd be getting freaking you know posters of it made up and stick it around town. Oh god! I'm thinking of starting Don't a business. Been playing until you've seen his dick. That's all I'm saying. That's all Would I'm saying. Would you go into a business with me, Brian? Dick pick stock pictures. What? So if your own, if your own, if your own um, pinnacle doesn't measure up, you can go through the catalogue. And take one of the stock photos and use it. Well, I did that, but unfortunately, I got a black penis, and nobody kind of bought it. I said, "I said, oh no, I had an accident. I caught it in the door, and uh, it's you know a bit bruised." I don't think anybody really bought that. Oh but, uh, God, it's a, it's a, um, it's, it's unbelievable. Really good episode, eh, Kev? Yeah. Jeez, oh, <laughs> we've hit the high point in the first fifteen minutes. We can. Oh. Yeah, it's all. Oh, we've all waited for eight. Hey, this story started in the gutter and we were never going to elevate that. <laughs> Very uh, good point. This time, <laughs> slot, this time slot that we're now recording it at really suits me. <laughs> hey, Brian, the time yeah. we record it doesn't alter the time people listen to it. Yeah, correct. No, but, oh, look, everything is gold tonight. You know, I started, you know, cocktail hours at about 4 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're at seven, so there you go. Yes, we're trying some new just, things just, with the podcast. Just one thing, on, one thing on Tim Payne. Yep. You know, this woke 2021 will absolutely stamp this out. But how about this happening and him playing on 25 years ago with Sledge? Oh, God, it would have been good. <laughs> the stump mic would have been worth a million dollars. Imagine him keeping and saying something. And the likes of Botham or Alan Lamb turning around and, and you know, or, or, or him padding up and the guy's short legs. 
Hey, you remember most of those ones. Who was the Pommy cricketer who said to Mark Waugh? Mark Waugh sledged him and said something to him and he turned around to Mark Waugh and said, well, at least I'm the best cricketer in my family. Yeah, was it Ormond? Can't remember who it was. I, I, for some reason, Paul Collingwood's name keeps jumping into my head. When no, I no, it wasn't Collingwood. No, okay. It was it was Ormond. Okay, it was something close to Ormond, Bentley or, or Carnegie. Now I think it was a guy called Ormond, but I can check it. Yeah. Um, Just I mean, the, my favourite one was Ormond the, Hall. I think um, it was Ormond Hall. Was his name Ormond Hall? Or am I just no. thinking of geography? Yeah, you're, okay, thinking, so. you're thinking of a gig you did in 1972. Yeah, you're, yeah you're a gig, you've got a gig at Ormond Hall tonight. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, my favourite sledge was the guy that – a guy came into bat for South Africa. Who was it? Was It It wasn't Hemmings. It was somebody. And did he punch again, one of the said to him, if somebody came into bat, but he was a, a tubby sort of spinner. And Mark Wall said to him, why are you so fat? And he said, because every time I read your missus, she gives me one biscuit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just nice. Just one biscuit. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, there's some, there's some fantastic – I mean, the, the Merv Hughes one with um, uh, the – was it uh, – who was – was it Rangatunga? Was the one he – he said, you're, you're fat like uh, – Hughes, you're fat like bus driver. And Merv sort of – Took that and copped it, and then got him out about uh, an over later or something, and ran past him. As he's run past him, he's gone. Tickets, please! Tickets, please! <laughs> there was a famous Viv Richards one. Yeah, what did Viv say? Well, there was a fast bowler bowling for him in county cricket, and the first two balls Viv missed, and he just missed the stumps. And when the keeper threw the ball back to him, he held it up about ten metres away from Viv Richards, and he said, "It's round and red." <laughs> You think you might want to hit it, and he hit the next ball for the biggest six ever. And Richard's just sitting there chewing his gum, goes, "You know what it looks like now? Go fetch it." <laughs> 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 which, which is a pretty good one, isn't it? It's a beauty. It's it's that's yeah, letting yeah. the bat do the talking for you. I like those ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, you know, look, I used to love. I always used to have a bit to say, and I loved opening bowlers, which was always my theory. But they're so. Anybody, sorry, Kevin, I know you're an opening bowler, but any person, any person who, who's in, trading stock of, of playing sport is running in and at the last second deciding, am I going to get a wicket or am I going to hurt him? What am I going to do? Uh, I, I just always used to think that they were fairly slow thinkers. Right. And my favourite one was responding to something a bowler had said two overs previous. Yes, yes. Okay, he goes, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to take it really slow with you, mate. <laughs> you said to me. <laughs> He's and, smart and the one thing that you, you, if you get this going, you've won, is if you can say something, like if you're batting and you say something to somebody in the field and the other 10 fields will start laughing, then you've got it. Yep. And yep. You know, I played against Craig Yellow. He went and captain coached. Morty Allen. Yep. He paid me the great compliment saying it was the most unenjoyable, unenjoyable afternoon of cricket he'd ever been involved in. <laughs> now, what I find interesting about this, uh, Fanny, is your hypocrisy. Oh. In that you just were saying before how rapt you were that Pat Cummings would be the captain, have a fast bowler as a oh. captain, and now oh, you're yeah, saying yeah, that's why. they're yeah, dumb, dumb, they're stupid. You said Correct. 
biggest idiots no, that you may as well get a baboon to. I hope you know third man doesn't require three people. Yeah. Oh, very good, Finey. Uh, very good. Very good. And I'll also pick you up on a point from last week when you were totally abusing my, my good friend Donald Trump. Um, and the main thing of your um, complaint against him was that he was a despicable man because he just would not accept Well, Well, what did the Democrats do when he got in? They had the Russian bullshit, and oh, I, it's all been turned out to be bullshit. So one's as bad as the other. Hey, Brian, saying a bloke's mm-hmm. a, bloke, a prick doesn't exonerate the bloke that's up against him. You know, when Carlton play Collingwood or when Essendon play Richmond, just because I ever go to Richmond and Carlton doesn't, make a lot, doesn't mean I like Collingwood or Essendon. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> fair yeah, enough. That's yeah. fair enough point. Fair enough point. Uh, now, I wanted to ask you what you did on the weekend because uh, uh, first I'll go to you, Brian. You, mm. you did a, you did a, a gig. A, I did a gig. A, a live it performance great. in front of people. It was fantastic. Um, you know, um, I was with Ali Fowler and Scotty Khan and and our. She's dodged band. a bullet there. Hey, you dodged a bullet there. You got the right Chantuzzi because one of them's in hospital. Did you know that? Which one? Uh, Toddy. Toddy's in hospital with COVID. I did hear that, yeah. Yes, I think she went in last night, I think. I might have to pop in and give her a chest massage, make sure she's okay. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Honestly. Whatever you do, don't go in there. I know what Brian will do. I won't say it on the podcast. Yeah, no, don't. (laughs) There's always a second injection. Toddy would be the first to laugh at that. Um, I know her very well. She's yes. a lovely girl. I know and, you um, know her very well. No, I hope, I hope she gets better. That's uh, that wasn't good. I saw that this afternoon. Well, she, so she will get better. She's totty. Yeah, she will. Now you're so you you did a gig and it was what were people, what was the crowd like? Oh, it was good. I, I think they had a capacity of two fifty, so it was two fifty there. Yep. And um, it was outdoors, and it was a lovely weather, and um, yeah, it was just really fun. Although I did have one bloke come up to me, and he goes, "Mate." You just ruined a great gig because you bagged Dan Andrews. And I went <laughs> and I said, um, I said, oh, so you're a public servant, are you? And he goes, no, I'm not. And I went, oh. I said, no, it was a great gig, but you just ruined it. So anyway, so I said, so you don't like midnight oil? You tried to have politics in the thing. It's like, you know, it was funny whatever I said. And then... Um, we finished the gig and I came up to the guy and I said, uh, look, I'm sorry about the dinner. Mate, you are freaking sensational. You are grouse. Oh, <laughs> so it was amazing how somebody's hardcore opinion about something can be changed with the power of rock. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. Did you, did you do anything on the weekend, uh, you know, to break out of the shackles finding or did you do the normal? Well, something interesting. I was over at a mate's place on Saturday night. You know, I'm very involved with West Ham now, so it was a completely sucked weekend. Oh, I hate walls. yes, they lost. Two of my mates, Barry, two of my mates Barry for walls. Right? A guy I worked with, great bike, haven't spoken in for years. The phone starts ringing at 3.30 in the morning and another bloke <laughs> I travelled overseas with. It's like 
you leave me alone for Christ's sake. Anyhow, were, you, anyhow, were they singing sorry. bubbles? Were they singing bubbles to you at all, Finey? Oh, you know, it was all oh, big last year. I might have rung them. You know, it was. Yeah, it, it was. Hey, well, last year you beat us by three goals, and you. SMS before the game, but you're three times better. But you didn't get it because we were very lucky to lose one nil. It could have been five nil. Anyhow, yeah. I've absolutely put a line through both of them. Um, right. Oh, till next week. So yeah. I was at a mate's place and we wanted to get to Macca's late at night. That He was on Chapel Street. Chapel Street was chockers. You couldn't get a car down there. Yeah. So we said we walked out. And it was sort of cut off. There was this public response. You know a public response police car? Yeah. The black one? Yeah. What had happened? Oh, I do. There were kids everywhere. By the way, are young girls wearing less or am I staring more? No, you're both. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so there were police cars just right near McDonald's. We couldn't get there. And the cop was really friendly. He said, wait too long, fellas, no worries. And I just said to him, you Melbourne supporters will do anything, you know, because it's all red and blue lights. Yeah. Um, and we commented on the lights out they're going through the – um, McDonald's and the couple was really nice and I, and I said, you Melbourne supporters it's over stop stop this celebrating <laughs> and he thought it was bloody hilarious, he thought it was so funny and then he called over the, the chief operating officer and he goes he's a Melbourne supporter, tell him he said, just let him do his job mate, I don't think he wants to, you call him over, he thinks there's a major incident, I'm yep. not going to tell him a joke about Melbourne <laughs> Quite, he was he was very natural and normal. I, I I liked it. I like those. I like policemen that just really, you know, they're not placing uniforms. They're just placing help in the situation or girls. And most of them are like that. And they did a great job. Yeah, yeah a good laugh. No, they do. Most of them are, are not got their head up their clacker. The the odd one that does have gives the rest of them bad name, which is most unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and you know these kids, they're out there. They are partying, you know, and they're. I would have done the same. You know, yeah. two years later, they haven't been let off the leash. But I tell you what, they're off the leash now down Chapel Street. And I said, they're not, they are wild. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I went, I, I went to a pub and had dinner and then went to an A-League soccer game. So it was, a, it was like a breakout weekend. It was like, you know, woo here you go. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Was that Melbourne who, Victory? Who did you see play? I watched uh, Western United Melbourne Victory. It was one. It wasn't wasn't one of the greatest games. It was just nice to be there. But I have to yeah. say the uh, the contact tracing and the QR coding and all that stuff. We still that's a that's a farce. We might as well not bother doing it. I don't reckon. Just a joke. No one yeah. pays any attention. I don't have a green tick on my phone because my Medicare thing won't let me get into there to put my certificate on oh, that. Oh, really? And I've showed the blow. I said, look, look, I've got certificates. Um, we've all got – we're all jabbed. We're, uh, he said, no, no, I don't want to look at them. Go and sign over there. You go over there and you could put Batman and Robin's name down on the piece of paper. And then I sort of stood there and looked and said, so what now? And he said, well, that's it, mate. Go in. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so I went you, in. You know you don't need the tick. You just need the Tim Payne photo. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't got a I haven't got a green tick, but I've got seven pictures of my penis. Would you like to see that? Uh, and one of mine, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, there's a, there's a um, <laughs> You're an idiot. You, you know what they call chasers now? Uh, sorry, what was that? You know, you know chasers, the nightclub. Yeah, in Channel Street. Oh, yeah. yeah, that became sweeter. Uh, what is you it? Drive there, something very funny on the wall. Right, they've written. Um, uh, cocktails, beers, whatever, whatever, like a list of six or seven things. And the fourth thing, the fourth 
things his dildo. Um, and obviously the council didn't like whatever, so they painted over, but you could see, you could still see it there. So I was walking past there to get mackers, uh, and I looked at it, and the security guy, it's all really busy, but it's been painted over, and said, oh, I see it, I'm too late, are you all out of dildos? Yeah. I was getting laughed left, right and centre on Saturday night, I was no good on, no good on a Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, well, it's good that we're good that we're getting out and about again. You got any gigs coming up, Brian? Uh, yes, on uh, Friday. I'm I'm a guest speaker at a businessman's lunch. Oh no! Now, uh, hang on. We're going to talk about this with Ricky Nixon and Dane Swan. And so, you know, who, who would you want to hear from? Me and Dane Swan. That'd be perfect. Hang on. Um, Did you just say it's a businessman's lunch? Yeah, it's a networking thing that he does. Anyway, um, so I'm one of the, the speakers and that's on Friday and he's sending me out a limo to pick me up to get me there. God love him. And, um, well, he's driver. I don't know what that means, but anyway. And um, and then on Sunday I'm at Rochford Wineries. Oh, nice. With um, the Shantuzzi, so that'll be great to catch up with the girls and, you know, see if they're... The, you know, chest man. Well, Toddy won't be there because <laughs> she'll be 14 days She's, or 10 um, days or whatever. They're the Shantuzis now. Mm. Um, Toddy's sort of retired from it. Um, oh, has she? Yeah, yeah. She's, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, she's decided she's, you know. So it's just woman. Ali and. and um, Ali and the beautiful Eve. Yes. Yes. Okay. So doing that uh, with. Um, the oh, I forget what the band's called. The Eagle, the Eagles, Screaming Eagles, <laughs> Screaming Eagles, the yeah. Screaming Eagles. Well, I just figured that's the Eagles, but they're all angry with each <laughs> other. You know, I expect to see Don Henley there. Oh, okay. So that'll be <laughs> hey, good. Brian. Um, yes. Sorry. Continue. Carry on. Now I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> now I really like chicken, Rick Nixon. Yeah. I like him because he, I like him because he's always in there getting in trouble, but he's he's always having a go. But just remind him for his next sign football that Martin Luther King's dead. <laughs> God, eh? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well, because been there's been before. just a little bit of, just a tad of controversy around Ricky of recent times regarding some memorabilia that might have been. Yeah, yeah. he had the Melbourne Martin Luther King football. did. He was full forward, wasn't he? Martin Luther <laughs> no, King. A loose forward pocket. He's always been very kind to me and I can only judge people on how they treat me. Oh, I'd so, say you should. No, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't care about people's reputations or whatever, otherwise I wouldn't be speaking to you two. <laughs> clearly <laughs> we clearly we have the same thing going on. <laughs> he's a real character, Ricky. I really like him. And yeah, so do every I. time yeah. I see him or, or whatever, he'll whisper to me what I'm about to tell you. Well, it will rock the AFL so far that <laughs> the, the, the next, I'm telling you, he said, Andrew Demetrio, McLaughlin, they, they won't exist anymore. That, that, I'm telling you, that this is so groundbreaking what I'm yeah. about to tell you. They're going to get rid of the fucking goalpost finding. <laughs> he never tells me. He sort of wanders off and starts that on somebody I else. Mean, you know, I've heard that too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Biggest you know. story ever. 
Yes, yes. He's one of a kind. He really is. He's one of a kind. Um, he's entertaining. Yeah. You and know, he's, he's not trumpy. He's entertaining. Yeah, he is. You know? and that's that's I really like. I people like are him. entertaining and got something to say, yeah. I love it. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, if, and if you haven't crashed into a tram, then you're not a Melbourne. If you haven't what? He crashed into a tram one. I, I, I crashed into a tram. Oh. Never, I'm warning you, never hit a tram. No. You know why? Certainly why? not where I hit it, which was on City Road at 5.30 on a, on a Friday night. Oh. Because I didn't cause much damage to the tram, but I had them, back, I had them backed up like, like a field at the trough at the showground, <laughs> and there's a formula for every minute you keep a tram late, you pay. Well, let me tell you, when they handed me the bill, it took a couple of years of negotiations, the first bill was enough not only to start my own fleet of trams, but also to, re- to definitely build a couple of nuclear submarines. Is that right? They, you, you pay well, because you've, you've held the, the, the tram right, system? so they're all queued up. They're, I had them queued up. I'm, this happened outside the BP, you know, yeah, I know the BP you mean, yeah, the, on that intersection. They were queued up back past the Crown Casino. You know why they were queued up? Oh, no. Because there was one guy, this sort of fat controller I called him, <laughs> and he knew that every minute they were being held up was big money. Oh, God. And he would he would say things like, now I just need to confirm <laughs> that the car you're in is registered to you. I said, you're like oh. those those." $5 a minute hotline, you know, real slowly or whatever. Yeah, yep. Do you know how much the first amount they sent to people? This is fair income. Yeah. Are we talking? $39,000. What? What? 39, damage to the tram, 212 212 what, dollars? Yeah, yeah. Formula <laughs> for holding up peak hour trams, 39000 in the end, we, took, we worked for a figure, which was, which was a round 1212 I paid 1000 for the fine instead of 39000 for holding up wow. the tram. Do you, in hindsight, though, do you think that, yeah. you know, that wasn't probably the best time to change the tyre? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I was with a dickhead who said, a mate of mine, he goes, oh, I'm starving, go through the drive through at Macca's. And I chucked a Yui into a tram. And the tram driver was really good. He goes, just bugger off. There's nothing wrong with the tram. But, you know, I panicked and fucking stopped. Yeah. Do you know know what I'm thinking, Kev? What are you thinking, Brian? Finally should get a gift voucher to our good friends at Murcott's. (laughs) (laughs) one 576 555 That's it. <laughs> you know, they've got great Christmas gift vouchers today. I'm giving them a bit of a bonus today, aren't I? You know, <laughs> yeah, very good. The, uh, the Bull Sisters and Angry Anderson are the guests on the current edition that you'll find up and about now of the Life of Brian podcast. <laughs> Give Fanny a gift voucher to Murcott. Uh, well, you just told him. It's you not a silly idea, I'm telling you. You know, the trams, yeah, they're yeah. fucking scared. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> they're scared shitless because Fanny's on the road thinking, oh, he's going to ram us again. <laughs> yeah, $69,000 for a Jeez. tram that's not it's funny because most trams I've ever been in barely go. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with what you. About the, what about the injuries to all the people? 
that you crashed into their tram. You know, it would have been bad necks and backs oh, and whiplash. stuff. Oh, whiplash. Yeah. yeah. I didn't crash into it. I bloody just stopped in front of it. He hit me. It doesn't matter. That was my fault. Yep. Fair enough. enough. Yep. Fair enough. Fair All enough. right. So he rammed your car and they give you a 59000 Oh, you're not allowed to turn onto that tram lane. That's nowhere for a car to be. That's just, you know, I thought if I can quickly get across there, then I could shut this bloke in the passenger seat up with a cheeseburger. <laughs> I like your honesty, Fanny, but really I'd rather have it that you were innocently crossing the thing <laughs> and the tram sped up and rammed you and your son yeah. and, you know, oh, just that, you're on that, the that's way the which is a brothel that's the just thing up when the they road. Stop, 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 stop. What, what happened with the tram? I was driving and it swerved and hit me. Yes. Yeah, of course it did. He, yes. he was fanging it. Did you ever get a speed <laughs> test on the tram guy? Because I reckon he was going too fast. He should have had plenty. The tram tried to take another tram. He swung out and hit me. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. don't, yeah. don't stuff up a perfectly good lie, will you, Finey, with the truth, for God's sake. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You weren't twittering about Dan Andrews, were you? Because I tell you what, if you were, it's those trams will be ramming you. <laughs> you know. And that's... Don't they get converted into the tram car restaurant anyhow? Yeah, pretty they much. They all queue up. They, they don't exist anymore. They used to queue up 50 deep. That was a cost of millions. Yes. Well, I went on that and it cost me $59,000 for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Tourists will come here. Yes, that's a great idea. Go on a tram and have dinner. I wouldn't need a cold pie on the food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it is a bit of a – it's a most unusual sort of um, tourist attraction, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah, after, after that, why don't you get in a couple of our taxis and have dessert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is an interesting concept. My God. <laughs> Jeez. The last time I was in a taxi, it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> now, is there anything else before we get into this chart? Because I reckon I'm going to spend a bit of time on this chart because it's a – No, I don't think so, Kev. You, you're, you're clear now? <laughs> <laughs> you're all clear now, are you, Brian? I'm going to have to get another glass of red. So, <laughs> I like the later times. What? Oh, Brian, yeah. Yeah, I did. Brian, yeah. Brian's looser than he is in the morning. Yeah. Careful, <laughs> careful what you – well, he's awake. Um, yeah. care, careful what you wish for, Finey, very seriously. Um, Imagine Brian being looser than in the morning. It's unthinkable, <laughs> but it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait till we get to the chart. That'll be interesting. Uh, now, look, we've got an enormous amount of response off um, Facebook and Twitter for people who've seen this chart and sent through their thoughts. So we'll go. We'll share some of those. And thanks to all those people who are doing that because it's, it's good stuff. Because uh, this chart, the ARIA chart of uh, 1992. Like a bag of Cincinnati heads. It's good stuff. All right. <laughs> Right. Uh, what I'm trying to work just uh, the Come date on, again you on this chart. Find your fucking pieces of paper. I've got a, I've got a tablet in front of me now. <laughs> this, see, you can. We're doing part of this. We're doing on a Zoom type platform, and part we're not. Uh, but to see, I've, I've got a little tablet with the chart there, Brian. See that? There you go. About you. Yeah. Ah, about so you me. Think you're better than me. Yeah, I got all the uh, all the mod cons here. <laughs> you think you're better than me. Yeah, I do. Brian's <laughs> <laughs> on the red. on. <laughs> Kevin's on the pills. What yeah. Kevin's on the front? Yeah, you better be bonging up where you are in Chapel Street, Finey, because uh, we uh, need to keep the uh, the status quo of this program going. Brian's on the plonk. I'm Chapel on the Street tablets. Riddled with COVID. Riddled <laughs> with COVID. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I never ever. I'm, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll be a problem. Never ever interested in marijuana, and bongs are even worse. And a few, a couple of years ago, my wife said, 
why don't we go down to Turek Road and they've got hookers down there. You know those hookers? Mm. I, I didn't know what it was. I said, bloody oath, you could stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to the pipe. The stupid bloody, it was a stupid bloody, it was a cross between a, a 1930 telephone and, a, and a, the rear exhaust of an old boot. Yes. Great stuff. Yes. They do look like an exhaust pipe, don't they? That's very true. Yeah, I mean, this bloke comes home and he says, to his wife, he says, I'm divorcing you. I've just won Tats Lotto. And she says, how much did you win? $18. <laughs> oh, no, the other version of that. You know, the other version of that. No, go on. The bloke comes home and he goes, you know what? What would you do if we won Tats Lotto to his missus? Because have a guess what? It's happened. And she goes, what, we've won? He goes, yeah. She goes, oh, I believe you. And he goes, good, here's $9.20 now. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbo used to love going to the pub. Every Sunday he'd do the same joke. You know, yeah. And he goes, good, I got five of the supplementary last night in uh, Tesla. They go, great. Yeah, yeah, just the number five in the supplementary. <laughs> 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 All right. For another, you got time for another one, Kevin? Yeah, no? go on. Go on. Okay. So who's this Joe? Okay, it's Dan Andrews, right? Oh, God. So Dan Andrews dies and he goes up to heaven and St. Peter's at the gate and Dan Andrews says, so, sorry, mate, St. Peter says, sorry, mate, you can't come in with jeans and runners on. And he goes, no, no, my name's on the door. St. Peter checks the thing and goes, oh, yeah, okay, okay, in you go. So Dan Andrews is walking in. And the first thing he notices is clocks everywhere, everywhere around the, there's just clocks. And Dan Andrews says to St. Peter, he says, um, what are all these clocks about, you know? He says, the clocks? He says, oh, jeez, I'm so used to seeing him, I don't even notice them anymore. He says, yeah, look, every person on earth has their own clock and when they masturbate, the clock moves around a little bit. And he goes, where's my clock? And he goes, oh, yours is in the kitchen. We use it for a fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And uh, uh, can we expect that kind of uh, – that'll be the repartee between you and Dane Swan and Ricky, will it? On I think there'll be a big investigation into my police investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Any update for uh, for the listening audience on, uh, no, on no, when no, you go I to jail? No, no, no. I think we're good to go. Um, Are you going to be mummy or daddy when you get your cell? <laughs> That's my favourite joke ever. <laughs> um, no, I'll be, I'll be, I, I won't be going to jail. There's no way I'd survive in jail. Uh, yes, 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 you know, I was going to jail. So, okay, you're going to jail next Tuesday. You might decide, I might decide, well, Now's probably the time I should try heroin. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. No, you're not going to jail. You're all good, so. No, I'm good. I think we're good to go. Yeah, fine. You haven't heard any, you haven't heard back? No, they no. haven't returned my plastic gun either. You're fine. I'll have to buy a new one. Well, given that probably two days after your, um, your little, you know, uh, sort of meet and greet with the local constabulary. There were people. Yes. There were dickheads walking down the street with gallows and doing all sorts of stupid things. Uh, they, they were on. They were on high alert. They were on high beam. That's why. Yeah, but do you really think the gallows was 
Oh, that I don't horrible. Don't. You know, people are just yeah, it is. It was, know, it was it's, a it's dickhead. Not great, but the, the offence is way greater than the crime. Oh, the, the, they're just. I mean, I, I'm I'm over all this bloody you know ridiculous thinking that people have got. Just uh, that let's just get on with our bloody lives for God's sake. Stop. Who's, the, who's the woman? Who's the woman that you know? She was up front with all that gallows stuff. Who, who's she? Uh, I think you know, she's got all these followers. Very big in the. What, she's Janet. into the gallows or not into the gallows? So yeah, she was carrying the gallows. This is for you, Daniel Andrews. Yeah, so I've got I something, don't know. some advice for her. Yeah. It's the same advice that the great Norman Banks gave to a woman caller who rang him once. And the woman was deaf and said, Me husband's left me, I've got no money, I've got to kill myself. And Norman Banks said, No, you are not, madam. You're not going to do that. You're going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing for this woman. Next time she gets on TV, you can't kill him in the gallows. What a, a pronunciation, madam, pronunciation. <laughs> so don't, yeah. No need to let standards split just because you want to, you know, top the premier. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, you know what I mean? It's a battle between her and that Polly from Tassie to, to win the Outback Accent Award. Yeah. Yes, the, 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 yeah, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be elitist, but I'm just saying, you know, if it goes overseas, we are going to come across as a bit rough around the edges. Just a little bit, just a tad. Yeah, we come out rough over the edges already with uh, all of the lockdown oh, yeah. and the curfew and stuff. That's been reported in America, you know, and they're laughing at us. Think we're just dead. Yeah, you know what? They couldn't get. They couldn't care less. They don't. They think Australia's Austria. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, but they, but there was a big protest in New York um, about what's happening in Australia and them saying that that's not going to happen here, no way, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, heaps of Australian flags and American flags. And um, so, you know, I think, you know, and especially that New South Wales health minister who said, um, if you see your neighbour, don't talk to them. They, the Americans just thought, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're already a laughing stock to them. Uh, they're a bigger laughing stock to us now. Yep. Go, Joe, you little farting poop head <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I tell, oh. I'm sure both of you have had plenty of dealings with Americans. And you, have you, and, oh, this happened often to me. Americans find out you're Australian, and you know what they say? No. Good day, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's terrible. Good day, mate. And I say, no, guy, mate. Good day. Good day. We can always come up with a, how you doing? Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey. How you doing, hey, buddy? buddy? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Hey, oh, buddy. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I we- said, mate, mate, I don't know who this bird barbie is and I don't know the little fellow you want me to put on it, but stop it. Exactly. Sorry, is there another phone call from LA for another acting uh, offer? Was it Brian? Another acting gig. Yeah, um, right. You know, they, they're trying to get me to work with The Rock. Um, it's <laughs> he's dead, is he? Isn't he Rock Hudson? Yeah, he's, yes. he's The Rock, <laughs> and I my character just rolls joint in the um, in the movie. Your char- two, you're playing Jim Neighbors. Detectives that don't like each other at first, but we become a team. He's the rock, and I'm rolling joints, and it's called Rock and Roll. Ah, okay. Like a Starsky and Hutch thing, 
and um, we're negotiating with Snoop Dogg to do the the Huggy Bear role. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> now you're going to do your Huggy Bear, aren't you? Go on. Go on. Actually, here. Yeah. You guys better be careful. Word on the street. Some heavy hitters coming in from Chicago. I mean, these guys are pros. Be careful, boys. Oh, God. Be careful, my man. You man. You man. All right. I don't think your phone will I'm ring. I'm going to do the rest of the show in Huggy Bears. Hey, you know now. what? I don't think your phone will ring for a while after that audition. Look, sometimes <laughs> I've had to do a phone six. Fucking, uh, a phone sex thing, and that's what's happening. You know, there's people ringing up, wanting me to get on the phone and say, "Hey, just got out of the shower, baby. Oh, Ooh, God. I'm just drying my body. Oh, yeah, you smell good." I'd ring up. I'd ring up for that. You know what? Give me a call. You know what? We've got six of you, and the hot water runs out. I'd just love to hear somebody get out of a hot shower. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to this chart, boys. Jesus. Yep. Is this a two-hour show? No, no, it's not. And it's, a, like one. it's not going to be two hours because Hell, you're, getting looser as, you're getting looser <laughs> as we go. Jesus. Is, might have to record this at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and that's right, Kev. Jesus is our next guest on Life of Brian, <laughs> so check your tune in for that. A special Christmas can, edition. Can I just make one observe, observation about these charts? Yeah. Right. I think mm. numbers 10 and 9 where the two songs after each other stay in the closet. Now, if that's not a message, <laughs> <laughs> the next the next song was nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what's going on with these charts, but somebody did not want somebody to come out of the closet. No, they'd come from under the bridge into the closet, and they were told to stay. I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be back. Nothing else. Oh, God. Brian's gone off to the bar. Can you uh, (laughs) – just to explain, uh, Brian and I are on a a Zoom-type platform called Riverside and we can't get Finey up on it at the moment. So Finey's on his phone, but I can see Brian now who's now left the the camera area and now he's come back with a glass. He's plonking the glass down, sitting down now and putting the earphones back in. Goodness gracious me! Here he comes back in, and and I reckon it's. And I couldn't un- agree more. Yeah. I uh, I totally agree with that. What that you've got a very small penis. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> what do you? It's oh, perfectly in proportion with the rest of him, Kevin. I told <laughs> you. Have a look at your phone. What? Have a look at your phone, Kev. Check the photo I sent you. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor old uh, the Steve. camera he's adds to, to you know he's going to have to have something about dick pics in the title of this episode. You know, you know, you know that what they say that the camera adds ten pounds. So don't be starting. <laughs> How'd you like that? Yeah, ten uh, pounds added. One to of the you. I, I don't know if you remember. Did, did you both like the Larry Sanders show? Yes, loved it. Yeah. I love I love Jeffrey Tambor in it. And there was a thing where the, where they had Hank. Uh, they got a, uh, I don't know whether it was a, a, a dick pic or whatever it was, or it was a video footage of Hank, but he had, um, he, he was obviously um, uh, not clothed and they're looking at, the, all, the, all the staff are looking at the, at the film and uh, Gary Shandling looks over as Larry Sanders and looks at it and goes, my God, 
And they went, yeah, how about that? How about Hank? He's gone, my God. He said, I know the camera adds 10 pounds, but he must have 10 cameras on him. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Which was fun. I, I thought that was one of the best lines I'd ever heard. It was very funny. Yeah, it was great. All right. Well, uh, now I'm with you. Uh, I've you- got to challenge Kevin. You mm. put together this podcast. Mm. Now, mm. in America, remember there used to be that politician Dick Pound? Yes. Right. There must be a bloke in America, Richard Pick. Dick Pick. We've got to get him on the show. Oh, who was the one? Who was the one? Letterman had one that he, he tracked down was like, that was a Dick Butkus or something was his name? Yeah, yeah, Dick Buckus, he's, he's well known. Yep. But yeah, if we can get Dick Pick, and, and especially if he doesn't realise we're taking the piss. <laughs> so, Dick Pick, wonderful to have him on the show here in Australia. <laughs> uh, and we can get Johnny uh, Titrooter on after that. Manix. That now you're just being silly, bro. Manix. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> come on, mate. Oh. <laughs> Brian's Brian's dimmed the lights on his. He's now he's, he's, he's dimmed the lights. He's gone back with his about his third drink, and he's dimmed the lights now. And no, now, the sun's going. Oh, did you put a fil- you put on. a filter on your camera for this? Thing. We're not we're not showing people the the visual. I, I, I still like to look good, Ken. Yes, bro, uh, yes, Mark. Sorry, <laughs> he hasn't dimmed the lights. God just told him last drink. <laughs> we only think he's in his house. Oh, yeah. God. Let's get to the three, you're two, and one. At, you're looking at the Rolls Royce, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you got into enough trouble over that. Just move on. Um, number three, finally. What, over that. Stop it. No, no, no one did. It was fine. Good. It was good. All right. Casey All right. Never number three, again. bang. Yep. James Brown is dead. Now, the only good news here is we don't need an autopsy because it's this song that must have killed him. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I don't know what James Brown this, this song is looped. Now, I like I like dance music, whatever. I'm not into trance, whatever, but this is not that. This is just looped crap. Yep. If, if Hammond Organs had a button that said techno music, this is the piffle that had come out of it, right? Yep. It's just it's a loose rubbish, and every now and then they go, James Brown is dead. Now, I don't know if it's the James Brown we're all thinking of. It must be another James Brown. It's got nothing got to do with James Brown, but I, I will say this to the song, that or the track or the piece of shit that it is. Um, <laughs> this must have been 1992. If any older person, like we are now, 50s, 60s, whatever, heard it, it must have upset them, confused them, and worried them for the future. So it was the Bitcoin of 1992. It would have made no sense to people of an older age. You know, you could have really told them the world's coming to an end of this crap, so it's terrible. Yep. Shocking song. L.A. style, and they had none. Yeah, absolutely terrible. But there are some good songs in it, mm-hmm. in this list, and this is a very sad song, right? I, I wouldn't be playing this at a New Year's Eve party. In fact, I would never play this song. But there is something beautifully poignant. I don't know when you play it, but Tears in Heaven, the story behind it, as we know, is very tragic. But I still think it is a heartfelt, very, very sad song, isn't it? Oh, it's a beautiful song. There is a beauty to it. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful song, and as you say, when you know what it's about, uh, you go. It, it gets me every single time, and yep. uh, and I've I've got it. My number three as well in the in the goods. Um, 
I, it's, it's a really good song. It's one of Clapton's best. So I'll go next. That's my number three. My number three in the bad, God, there's some awful songs in here. There's, oh, there's some cover versions in this chart that seriously the people should be taken out the back and given a severe um, lecture about not absolutely wrecking what is basically a good song. And the Teen Queens, which was a, an Australian um, concoction of three girls. Great band. One of which went on to be one of the original members of High Five, Kelly and Loved High Five. It. Loved her work. This actually was made into a TV pilot, the Teen Queens, the story of three girls who come from the country to try and make it big in the music business in the city. Well, yeah. Totally original idea. They actually had had four hits. They had this one. They should have had 40, but the media turned upon them. They should have had 30 slaps. They should have been bigger than Led Zeppelin, this group. Teen Queens, Roxanne Clark, Kelly Crawford and Liz Witt, who changed her name. That wasn't Jim a Les Witt. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Liz Witt. Lisa Witt, her name was. Ah. Oh, that cha- was her first name. Sorry. <laughs> yes, she changed her name. So, uh, there, and they did a version of the Ronettes Be My Baby, which in this chart is number 16, and it's an abomination. That's my number three in the bad. Bad, 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 bad. What do you got, Mannix? Well,. I'm going to say um, I was going to have Tears in Heaven as my number one, but since we've all got it, I'll chuck it in at number three. Okay. Um, because, yeah, it's um, – I think it's probably – I'm not a big fan of Eric Clapton, but um, – Oh, Layla. I, I couldn't give a shit about Layla. What else has he got? Uh, oh, I shot the sheriff. That's a Bob Marley song. Oh, the cream. Some of his cre- – the stuff with cream. Sunshine of your cocaine, love. cocaine, didn't he? Bad Jesse did uh... – What's he done by himself? I'll tell you what he's done, Kev. He's done F all. He's done <laughs> F all. I, I think you're right, Brian. I reckon, if you're in a room with Eric Clapton talking to him, I bet the conversation would be about Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially guitarists. You'd have to sort of say, so what kind of strings do you use, Eric, just to keep him interested? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, he's an ex-junkie and I hate that, so he can just... Piss right off. Now, you were going to put him at number one. Oh, yeah, that was a good song. I, was, I thought <laughs> I was doing the bad one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, well, right. You know, he can play Tears in Heaven, then he can piss right off. All right, here we go. Um, okay. Now, these poor girls, there's a lot of music in this um, particular era where they're trying to get pop and dance to cross, yep. and it's just got this sound that's horrible. This isn't the worst of it. There's a lot worse of this style of song in this chart. And these poor girls, I'm talking about Girlfriend and their song Take It From Me, my version, my X-Men's song Take It From Me is much better. Um, they were doing some tour in Hong Kong and the managers just left them. They had no money and they had to bring up their parents to get home. Oh, really? Um, you know, know, one of those TV shonky things with the manager. So anyway, yeah, I, sorry, girls. It's just nobody's expressing themselves except the producer and he doesn't even have a clue. He's got no heart. So no heart, no soul. Piss off. Number three. There you go. Righto, Farney, what have you got to follow up James Brown and, uh, and Eric Clapton? 
I've got a worse long no question. But you touched on it before. These idiots, Radio Freedom, three <laughs> pouting, three pouting nobodies who have done to music. They've done to music what Joe Biden has done to He's the underwear. <laughs> to the notion of dignity when speaking to the Queen. Now, look, I don't know where these, these, these three, I don't even know who they are. This song is, it has no redeeming features. You can't stand to it. You could, the lyrics are as compelling as a, a the instruction book I got with a my water pick. Yep. It's a 13-page instruction book. It's just the same instructions in 13 different languages. Like, who speaks Flemish and Mandarin? Ridiculous. So it's a terrible, terrible song with this, this wobbly, high-pitched piece of shit. And then in the middle, somebody at the at whatever records produced this thing says, you know what, young people today like rap music. And the other person there said, rap music? More like crap music. Yes, it is, but they do like it, the young people. So in the middle of it is this generic, you know, I like weather, weather like me, he is standing, one, two, three. It's just terrible. I mean, <laughs> the only thing you could do with this song is on a long interstate trip, if your kids are absolutely cross the line in the back seat, they get you play this song. That, that's the only thing you could do with it. Use it as a punishment. It is horrible. Yep. Couldn't agree more. It is. Even the name of the band, Radio Freedom. Like oh, that's yeah. not that we're, we're radio and we're freedom. No, you, your name should be five minutes, five minutes of shit, not even fame. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> what a great name for a band. Five minutes of shit. Coming <laughs> oh, up the next hour, we've got a new one for the Donna. Please any plus of five minutes of shit. If any of the band members are listening, I admit the word, that comes to mind, <laughs> the word that comes to mind is apology. Yeah. And that is a written apology <laughs> to the entire Australian nation for ever releasing that crap. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, my number one must be good. Yeah, well, anyway, I was going to say, two, you haven't left yourself much room to go there. You've, uh, you've hit the oh, 31, yeah, you hit the 3,100-metre mark in the Melbourne Cup. I've so much vitriol for finding <laughs> over oh, some music the music. the number one. <laughs> All right. This number one, you'll love. But, but number two for me, now, this, this is number two on its own. The fact that this band then went to produce many records, albums and singles, all which sounded annoyingly the same, I will not let it detract from the fact that when I first heard them, they were fresh and very good. By the end, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were just singing, they were singing the menu at McDonald's in that same style. Yep. But, but in the beginning, Under the Bridge was a very good song. I thought a really good song. So I won't let it cloud my judgment that, you know, Flea in the book, Flea's dead, isn't he? Uh, no. Oh, I think it's said it that Please not. Anyway. I think it's an interesting chart as regards to the Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers. Yeah, two. What two songs? Yeah, they've got on. another song in it. They're they're already sitting in the nest. But this song I thought was very good. No, but but my my point would be that Under the Bridge is a pretty good song with shit guitar sounds. But maybe that's what they're trying to do. Suck my kiss as well. That's interesting. But they've just continued to rewrite those same two songs 
Yeah, correct. That's all they ever did. Again. Everything they do now sounds like suck my kiss or under the bridge. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, um, oh, who's that band? Say that, I don't know, that, I don't know, there's some guy in America, some band, like two or three hits. I mean, you, you, could, you knew it was them. It, it's like, if this guy was if this guy was talking to you over the phone, you'd go, oh yeah, is that another single? I mean, <laughs> it's that you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're the only band when they get to the end of the concert, the crowd screams out, "No encore!" We've had it. <laughs> yeah, it, this this whole chart seems to me like it's record companies making music by um, you know by committee and. Every song just sounds like it's trying to have a hit rather than trying to express an emotion that's inside them. And I don't think the production of a lot of these songs helps at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I, it's, yeah, no, I agree. Poor, I, I, that's my number totally two as well. Shut up, Brian. Um, oh, it's all about <laughs> me. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's my number two under the bridge too. And I agree with you, Finey. Uh, this was the first of 20 songs that sounded like it, but it was the first one and it was good under the bridge. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, it, I thought this band, this, this, this band was the next, you know, the Doors or whatever. Yeah. But they do be the next Red Hot Chili Peppers over and over again. Yeah, unfortunately, which it was a pity that that was the way it went. Now, my number two, um, uh, <laughs> this, this actually was number one until the middle of the afternoon when I had to listen to another song. <laughs> Stop it. And um, and then I I jettisoned that this to number two and uh, pushed the other one out to number one. Um, it's number three on this chart. It's uh, Criss Cross Jump. I'm sorry, those pretentious little people that uh, did this song just annoyed the bejesus out of me. The whole... Um, thing that went with it, and the the sort of the the dance movement, the cute little kids, all that stuff. Sorry, it'd been so done twenty years before. With, it had been done twenty years before with bloody um, you know the little bloke different out of different strokes, and that it was just sorry. It was for me. It was yesterday's yesterday's wrappings of the paper, and it was horrible. Horrible little song didn't do anything for me, so it gets my vote as number two worst. Did you? Did you want to sort of fly over there and fight them, Kev, because no. of this song? No. You never felt any violent tendencies to it. No, and I, and I felt for Chris Cross, the Christopher Cross, that he was confused, that people got confused that this. <laughs> you reckon people got confused? Somebody went to a Chris Cross concert and said, Jump! Sing, jump! <laughs> sing, sing sailing. There's all these middle-aged people in the middle of the thing going, sing sailing, we want yacht rock, and these kids going. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon they ever supported each other? Yeah. Chris Cross, Chris Cross with Chris Cross. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that happened often, Finey. Don't you take hey, a piss yeah. out of me. Um, <laughs> right, right, Brian. Oh, Jesus, Brian's turned the light on now. Brian, can you turn the light on? Um, you're <laughs> n- oh, daddy. <laughs> you're number two, uh, Mr. Mannix. What have you got? Two. Okay. Mm. Um, look. It's a bit daggy, mm. but I'm going to go for number 37 because I, I believe it's really from the heart and it's um, Father's Day. 37 is where Any day. Oh, Father's Day. Wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's your good? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, it might be a little bit corny, a little bit cheesy, but... 
I think it's a really nice message and um, I love his melody and I love his voice. Yeah, so. me too. But yeah, that's my number two. All right, number two. And my number bad. two bad one is, and for the same reason we were talking about before, it's like art made by committee. Mm. Um, oh, we'll get this guy to write a song, we'll get this guy to produce it, we put this guy in this this outfit, these clothes. And I'm talking about indecent obsession. Now, these guys, you know, had a bit of talent, but they just never got to express themselves. They expressed the record company and Kiss Me, it sounds like a porno movie at the start and it just it just reeks to me of as fake. Yep. And for that reason, I can't, I can't you know, the production's probably pretty good, for, really good for the yeah. time. Um, but, you know, Molly, this is a band that Molly discovered. And That's right. Calling, I mean, decent obsession. That's probably, yeah, yep. there's a whole story Move there. On. Move on. All right. <laughs> All right, so, Finey, yeah. come on. We're waiting. Number one, come on, come on. All right, with apologies because I, I really should have, James Blundell in in my bad list because I just hate that sort of music and way out west with James Rain. Oh, I know what they were doing way out west. Actually, there's a good adult side called Girls Out West, and I hope nobody you know that's better than way out west. But yep. finally, hearing us, just let me interrupt for a sec. Are you yep. saying there's a bit of brokeback mountain going on with that? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, but, you know, what you're suggesting, you know. Have you seen the film clip? They seem to be driving, going further and further into obscurity. Come on, we know who no you one, are. We know what, we know we know what you're doing them. out there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on out there. Don't worry about it. It's a, you know, this is 1992. Oh, that's right. It was 1992. Anyhow, so there's this story. This is a true story about a guy called Graham Cliff. He was a courier driver, right? Uh. And he racked up 300 parking fines, about 200 speeding fines. And the cops kept coming to his place. He said, my name's not Graham Cliff. It's Cliff Graham. Leave me alone. Apparently he worked for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so Melissa to court correctly dropped her surname, hoping that the third piece of shit that she released would never come back to haunt her. <laughs> but I know it's you. And I know how the song was made because the cuckoo bird is a great impersonator. You ever heard a cuckoo can actually accurately impersonate like machinery. <laughs> So what they did was, simultaneously, they played all the popular female singers of the time, you know, Madonna and I don't know who it was, but, you know, three or four that would have been Whitney Houston before she got clobbered and anyhow. And they must have played it all at the same time because it's this jumbled mess. The first three cookies killed themselves, but the fourth one (laughs) was able to pass it on to Melissa. She sings this piffle, this absolute studio-produced, Horror story. Now, the good news is it kept her away from the microphone for 13 years. <laughs> she went back to acting. Right? She went back, you know, she got a number one hit her first hit, then the number 10, and this was starting to plummet. 13 years good grace we got from this song. It should have been 300 years. But this hey, song what is song is this? I blanked out for a second. Number 21, Skin to Skin. Skin oh. to Skin. Now, yeah. I'll tell you this. I don't know what Melissa is doing today, but I do know this, that that cuckoo bird still suffers nightmares. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Oh, God, it's horrible. It is uh, so obviously little bits of copying other people yeah. by yeah. somebody who's an actress. Anyhow, whatever. She's you doing know. She's doing horror films? 
Again. <laughs> She's, I saw an interview with her on uh, Morning Show. She did a horror film uh, only a couple of weeks back, uh, the interview was, um, and um, it was called Possessed, and she's in that, and it yeah. was her second or third horror film. She's clearly doing the music for it as well. well she's regular, she's a regular on um, Houses or Fat Pizza. She's on yeah. that a lot. That's a good honour. And, and I did a gig with uh, Melissa, and, you know, yeah. quite frankly, I'm a little bit appalled at your, your approach to uh, Melissa and her talent. Uh, but there was, was it a Molly Meldrum. It was the old people's games, in, and we had to go to Ayers Rock. And the weather was bad, but there was me singing and Melissa singing and Molly DJing. And um, oh, woohoo! I thought there was I thought there was a little bit of a moment with me and Melissa at one point, and we was going to dance, but there's all these. You know, kids sort of just getting in the way of us. So it just, it just never happened. But, oh. um, well, it wasn't allowed to happen. No, at that no happy anyway, ending, Brian. But, but you know, I would be quite happy for Melissa. She could be Melissa Manic. She could maybe oh, she's my God. true love. Jeez. Hey, Brian. Seriously, mm. since that, since that ears rocky, have you, have you ever sort of woke up one day and thought, I've got to give Melissa a call. I'd love to co- collaborate with her on another song. Now, I know you'd like to collaborate with her, but I don't think there's any music involved. <laughs> I'm just going to see if I've got her number. Right. While we well, speak while you're here. doing that, Brian, let uh, Mr. Fine Can get to Can you tell about your um, number you. one? He's number one good. Okay. Number number one good. Look, I love, remember I said there's nothing worse than a band that betrays you by not playing the sort of music you love them for? Yeah. Well, this happened with this band. I I loved madness. I loved scar music. Oh. From the from the moment I heard one step beyond, my face to Cairo. But then they became more mainstream. Our house was terrible, yep. but it must be love is actually to me a really nice song. I, I like it. Must be love. Yeah. It's still got it's still got memories of the old madness, and yeah, I just think it's a good song and something that. You know, I know Brian gets down a bit, you know, with, when he's there he's on Tinder swiping left and right. And, <laughs> Can't even get on you know, Grinder. Yeah, um, it's funny because people say Grinder. I finally found out what it was. And I thought, oh, I I thought Grinder was a, a, a more sexual version of Tinder, but apparently there is one no. extra element. Um, but anyhow, that's fine. Go for it. Brian, you know, double your chances. <laughs> but I like it. Must, it must be love. I find it's a very... Pleasant song, yeah. and I like it. Not pleasant. It's actually a, it's a nice song. Yeah, it's a good song. Oh yeah, I like that song. It's a good song. Yeah, very good song. Yeah. So that's that, that, they're my three. All right, very good. Well, Tears mate. in heaven under the bridge that must be love of the goods and the bads are yeah. James Brown is dead. Radio Freedom's piece of crap and skin to skin by Melissa. Good, uh, good list. Okay, so James Brown is dead. Melissa to Court is dead. Musically, <laughs> and radio freedom should be terminated before it ever existed. Fair enough, too. Uh, my three goodies are Tears in Heaven, Under the Bridge, and Father's Day. I reckon Father's Day is a terrific song. I love Mickey Thomas's voice. I, I like, I like the yeah. way he puts a song together. Um, yep. He's written a song that's on that new uh, Vicar and Linda Bull album, which I reckon's a beauty. Uh, he just writes really good songs. I always like his stuff, and uh, I like his, as you said, Brian, I like his voice and the way he sings his own songs. I reckon are terrific, and when other people do them, they sound just as good. So that's my number three, uh, my three good ones. But three bad ones, uh, the Teen Queens, oh, God, um, Criss Cross, and number one, 
I didn't realise they'd done a version of this and then I listened to it this afternoon. My God, ZZ Top absolutely destroyed Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> what a bloody uh, unbelievable desecration of what is not a great uh, song but certainly a song that has, you know, something going for it when Elvis did it and they took it and r- pillaged it. Um, yes. Just a they, shit version. They took the groove out of it. Oh, they killed you know, it. They got- yeah, they got a drum machine and it's all just flat and compressed. And, and I like ZZ Top's early, so I like Tush and uh, Heard It On The X and a lot of those early things where they, you know, the guitars I thought were really good and really sharp in the early days and then they got a yeah. bit kind of commercialised. Compressed and, and a bit, yeah. oh, I'll put a bit of this on it. And, that. and that's one of the worst things I think came out of the 80s because in the 70s you listen to ACDC and a lot of the bands and they just got distortion and yeah. that's what they've got to use with. And then the 80s came along and, oh, we've got delay and we've got – and the guitarists just want to use all of these new effects and new sounds, but you lose the rock. Yep, yep. You, you lose. lose the rock. You yep. know, in the 80s, you know, listen to In Excess, I doubt they've ever had a distorted guitar in their life. It's all ninga ninga ninga. Yeah, they homogenised it to the point where they – ninga ninga Yep. You know, that sort of stuff. Uh, you like to hear oh. that thing. Now, so Viva La- Las Vegas, they they kicked that in the court and they should have got kicked in the court for it. Now, your number ones. I just want to say one thing about Mick Thomas again. Mm-hmm. Um, as he, write lyric, he writes lyrics about things that nobody else writes about. So I, I give him extra points for that. You yep. know, nobody else has, written, as far as I know, written a song about Father's Day with that depth. So well done to Monday's you. Expert's a great song. It's yeah, great. great song. Excellent. Yep. Yeah, nobody writes about that, yep. and that's great. You know, the cl- we don't clocks, need another it, song it... where somebody says, oh, you broke my heart or oh, I'm falling in love with you. We've got plenty of them, yep. but write about something new is great. Yeah, no, he's good. Now, number one, what do you want first? Oh, no, I'll give you the, the bad first, and mm-hmm. it's my soon-to-be fiancé, Melissa to courts, <laughs> and I have to agree with Finey. This is a pile of contrived bullshit. This is terrible. <laughs> it's um, you know, uh, touch me, uh, no. jealousy. No. It's like a freaking porno movie. It's it's yeah, but look, I love Melissa, and if she's listening, call me, babe. But <laughs> well, she'll hear you. This goes on Cole's radio. Oh, of course. <laughs> this comes right between the people on frozen tea <laughs> and and we're opening a new aisle in aisle seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this comes between uh, accident spillage on aisle four, spillage on aisle four. Hey, uh, hey, say what you want We've about Coles Radio. We've got a fucking special right <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> say what you want about Coles Radio, but on digital radio, it's out. Does outrank FDN by about 25 times. Oh, yeah, no, it's actually pretty good. I don't mind the radio on Coles. I often hear songs that I like. Yeah, good. occasionally I get played. Yeah, well, I haven't heard any of them. No, 50 yeah. years gets played okay. every now and then. Oh, okay, I've not heard it in Coles. I often hear songs that... No, p- people ring me when it does. Oh, they yeah. tell me. <laughs> Here I am. I'm an old it's 34. Rare, yeah. <laughs> and what's your number one good yeah. one? Before we my number one good one, and I'm pleased to my number one good one. It's rocking as hell. And it's not a band that I normally, you know, bought their records, been a long-time fan of, but this song swung me over to them. And I speak about Metallica with number 12, Nothing Else Matters. I just think that's a great song. It's so dramatic. It's um, it's deep. It's dramatic. It's rocking. 
it's ticking so many boxes for me. So well done, Metallica. You number got eight. My seen? number one. Number eight. My, num- my number one pick of the night. You know, the only thing I, I looked at that today, I actually I quite like that song too. Um, did you notice that Lars wears the headband outside the headphones? The drummer? He wears the headband outside. He's got a headband on, but it's outside the headphones. So it's not actually yeah, so a it holds his headphones in place in case he gets sweaty and he's probably got to play to a click track on certain songs. So, you know, he's there going, oh, here's this song, you know, and they go, what? And he hears. Oh, so, bang, and then so it's goes. actually to hold, it's not, it's not a sweat band as such, it's a headphone band to hold his headphones in place. I would say so, and maybe a bit of both, but also um, they, you know, like what are they, a four-piece band? So they might have backing vocals sort of on their backing track. And so he has to play exactly in time so that they can augment their sound with keyboards, backing vocals. Oh, well, don't let the facts get in the way of me. dick pics, Kev. Don't let the facts get in the way of me saying he's a dickhead because he had his headband on outside his headphones. Thanks. Or he's trying to hide his circumcision (laughs) scar. (laughs) Thank you. Kevin. Yes, Mr. Fine. I think Fine, the wearers of headbands, except for Bruce Duell, all have a little bit wanting at times. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, imagine going out and saying, I should have can't go with my headband. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is so a special. You guys one. are hanging shit on my favourite singer, that guy from Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Now, gentlemen, I think we've set a new record for the longest ever uh, version of this particular how, podcast. How long, Kev? Are well, you going to edit it or are we just going to let we're, them suffer? We're about an hour and 20, so no, people, everyone's going to suffer. If I have to suffer, everyone has to. Yo, beauty! <laughs> Thank you, Mark Fine. Well, I got, it's actually Bob Gobbledine, but, you know, <laughs> as I said before, stay in the closet. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Fair enough. And James Blundell. Now, you work, and, and Jimmy Rain, you work out the cryptic message? We will. Uh, thank you, Brian Mannix. And, and don't forget the rock and roll winner date with Brian Mannix oh, competitions. Um, which, uh, so just, you know, put why in 25 words or less why you should win a date with Brian Mannix. Um, put it on our Facebook page and sweetheart. Who knows where this could go? <laughs> Why can't we have a competition like that? Kid? Oh, no, we'll talk about Can we workshop it? I told Scotty to get me on Married at First Sight. He, he thought I was joking. I said, no, I might as well give it a crack. You'll, have, you'll give anything a crack. That's what worries me. Um, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Mr Mannix. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Kevin. Thank not, you, Mark. Not sure the thank nighttime you. recording is going to last for very long. We'll yeah, see how we go. Well, well. Well done, fellas. Let's record it three hours later next week and be banned from all broadcasting forever. <laughs> Every chance. See you, boys. Take care. Look after yourselves. Rock and roll. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.